Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38 of the Showbound podcast presented by Axel Watches. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside my co-host and guest for the week and new San Jose Sharks prospect, Ethan Cardwell. Card's big one, big week. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, things are kind of winding down. I mean, I've been answering a lot of texts and stuff over the last few days, so super busy. So we're crunching this uh, pod out for you guys on Tuesday night. Um, and I know this is like kind of something that we've had in the back of our minds. Like if I was picked, we'll get me on the pod and stuff. So here it is. And and like we always say, good things happen to people who come on the pod. I've been on the pod since day one. Look, a good thing happens to me. The pod wasn't a thing before last year's draft. So I think that's the reason I probably didn't go. And you look at Offman too, first rounder, Clarky, first rounder. We're just, uh, the pod creates great things. So, I mean, but yeah, no, amazing week. Other than that, I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I guess maybe we're waiting for, for my my thing next. Hopefully something good happens to me. You, yeah, you're going to sign a show deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to get into. Yeah, so just to, to clarify what's going on for our listeners, we got a, so again, Cards, he's the co-host as always, but he's going to be our guest this week. He's drafted. He's the man. So we're going we're gonna to get into it with him. But we have a lot to talk about this week, uh, starting with the NHL draft. The NHL expansion draft, the like your draft, um, a lot of trade talks. We we got to get into. We're gonna touch on the golf video, and uh, an exciting coaching change and some news out of Barry that we'll we'll get into. But first of all, we'll start with your draft cards. I guess I don't know if you saw the overwhelming amount of fan questions. Many of them not even questions, just congratulating you. Um, it was it was pretty awesome. But just. We haven't talked about it yet, you and I. I. I texted you saying, let's just save it for the podcast so it'll be authentic and true for the listeners. So mm-hmm. as everyone's listening to this, it's also my first time hearing this from Cardi. So um, just tell us about, I mean, first of all, what you've been up to the week kind of prior to the draft and how it all went down. And then uh, just like take take us all through how it went went down for you. Yeah, so like everyone knows, um, me and Rask took a week off the pod just because like we were super busy. Rask has been working his ass off on making this video and he's doing a hell of a job. So going to be super excited for you guys to see that. But um, for me too, I was busy. I was in North Carolina caddying for my brother at the U S junior am. And what a cool the week that was. And I mean, it kind of, I wasn't really like nervous about the draft or anything this year. Cause like, I didn't really like have huge expectations. Like I didn't want to get my hopes up or anything. So, but I'm sure being in North Carolina and being at Pinehurst really kind of just, relaxed me and I did I wasn't even thinking about hockey bro like the draft was on the Friday night and that was the first time I even thought about it really so like I see Clarky get picked and I was so pumped for him just to see all that unfold kind of and then I'm like oh wow like okay like the draft's tomorrow if I get drafted this could be one of the best days of my life and it could be tomorrow and I haven't thought a thing about it but um just being in North Carolina was unreal man we stayed at the Pinehurst Village Resort um got to play Pinehurst number two, a course called Tobacco Road. And then just to be able to caddy for my brother at such a high caliber golf course. Uh, it was a special week. He, he played all right, missed a few shots that kind of costed him where, uh, where he's playing with the best kids in the world. So they don't really miss too many of those shots, but it was actually pretty sick. Also, we got to play. Well, I didn't play, but I caddied and we play in the practice round. He was playing with the guy who eventually went on to win it and was going to Alabama for a scholarship. So just to see the caliber of golf is ridiculous. Um, we might have to get some of those kids and just film them for a showbound showdown on their own. Um, but no, it was, it was crazy. And then the actual draft itself, man, because like I know we were talking about it and you, you would pump up the draft more than I would. Like I always downplayed it this year. Like I was just like, yeah, like we'll see if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, whatever. Um, but you were the, you were like the one who's always been saying like, you're going this year for sure. You're going. And yeah, so it's like, we were, our plan was we were driving to West Virginia and we we're going to stop there for the night, um, stay at a hotel and then just come home Sunday. If I get drafted, great. We'll just hang out as a family, us four, and then come home and celebrate with family and friends. But if I don't, it's just life is normal. So we end up getting into West Virginia and the draft's taking a while. I'm checking it like maybe every 45 minutes or so just to see like if my buddies win or whatever. And uh, so we get to West Virginia, we check into the hotel. My brother's like, okay, like we're at West Virginia University. I got to go get a golf shirt. So I'm like, oh. 
So we all get in the car. We just unloaded there. It's been like a seven hour drive and I drive them over. I park in the bookstore parking lot where they have the merchandise and stuff. And he and my dad go in and it's just my mom and I in the car. And, um, so then I was like, I kind of had a feeling like it could be around there. Like I talked to San Jose quite a bit, um, or not a, quite a bit, but I did talk to them and had great talk. But, uh, then I also talked to teams thereafter. So I could have thought it might've been in that range. And, um, I actually got a text from Ayrton Martino, who was a third round draft pick of the Dallas stars. And I hadn't talked to him already in a few weeks and he's not going to text me on that day out of nowhere. I feel like just to say like, what's up. And then I got a few more just pumping through and I'm like, okay, I definitely got picked. So then I see it's like, congrats, let's go. Here we go. Stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, I got drafted mom. And we both start freaking out. My brother and dad are running up the hill. We're screaming at them. And then my agent calls me. He's like losing. He's like, let's go. I'm like, wait, hold on for a sec. What team did I go to? And (laughs) he's like, you're going to California, baby, San Jose. So when I heard that, you can't complain about San Jose. I'm going to be a big surfer down there one day, hopefully. So no, it was, it was special, unique moment for sure. Not a lot of people get drafted in a uh, below average parking lot in West Virginia. So <laughs> that'd be one to remember for sure. It's funny. Cause we, we talk about all the draft stories, every episode with whoever our guest is. And you always hear, I mean, well, I mean, most of them aren't in like a COVID draft type of thing, but there's always the funny stories. I think Tyler Tucker had the one where he was just like doing nothing, but your, yours is like the funniest one. And you're, you're just sitting in the parking lot. You don't even know what team took you. That's just outrageous. Now it's, it's funny cards. Cause you talk about not being nervous and like downplaying it. And yeah, obviously I was kind of saying it a lot. And then I tried to just like the whole week before the draft, I was trying to just like not text you. I was nervous for a week. I was nervous. I was anxious. And what made me more nervous, I just, I felt bad for what happened last year. Like for the people who don't fully know how it went down, like obviously you didn't get picked, but you're at a, you had a little draft party with all your friends who were like high picks you're there expected to be a pretty high pick. Um, and, you know, you just have to sit there through seven rounds of everyone kind of waiting for you and it doesn't go down. And I'm sitting here like, that's got to be the worst feeling in the world. And I wanted it, like, not only did you deserve it, like, obviously you're, you're my friend and I want you to have it, but you truly did deserve it. So I was nervous. I didn't want that to happen again. And I remember the day of the draft, I woke up, I was like nauseous, man. I was like the, the Saturday, the second day. And I was like, I, I need this to happen. Like I'm, I'm not going to be able to be okay if he doesn't get drafted. And I was pretty confident you would be, but you, you know, I also was confident last year. So you never know. And um, it was my buddy, my, my best friend was playing his first professional baseball game that day. And he's a pitcher. So I was at the game. I traveled with him and I'm, I was over my data like a lot and it was costing me a bunch of money and I couldn't just check the draft and stuff. Cause it was like, I was spending a lot of money. So I just kind of forgot about it. I enjoyed the game. And my buddy, he's a relief pitcher. So he goes in for the eighth inning, like bases loaded his first pro game. Like they put him like right in the fire. And I'm like, okay, I got to Snapchat this to my buddies. Like this is a sick moment for our like friend group. So I turn on my data and I'm obviously logged into all the showbound accounts. Um, and my phone blows up from all the tags on like showbound and all these things and messages. So I'm like, oh my God, like cars, got drafted. And now I'm sitting here. My, my best friend's about to make his first pitch of his first pro game. And I see my phone's blowing. And I don't know what to do. Like, if I can take a Snapchat, like, my phone's just vibrating. My hand's going crazy. Um, I was even getting DMs on my personal account, like, telling people to congratulate you. Uh, or, like, from people telling me to congratulate you. So I'm freaking out in the seats. My Like, huge moment for my friend. Huge moment for you. I'm just, like, screaming in the stands. And it was just, like, the craziest thing. I spent, like, $15 in, like, that minute, by the way, on data. So I'll bill you for that. Um, <laughs> But I was just going crazy and like the whole drive home was like a long drive. And I was just like, he's going on about how he's never played in front of that many fans before. And he was fired up and I'm just like, cards, he got drafted. Let's go. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> like ruining his moment. That, um, that's, that's insane, bro. And because like, yeah, like you said, like it was, it was insane. And my phone was like the same way. And I was well, just, yours was probably way more. And I was like, if my phone's going like this, I can't even. Yeah. It. Oh, it was it yeah. was crazy, bro. If eventually, if I sign, maybe one day, then I can get you that fifteen dollars back. And, <laughs> and Gavin, Gavin knows best about that stuff, so we'll, we'll get you back for that one. But um, no, and like you mentioned, like 
going to Fetz's draft party the night before mine last year and being around like all the boys, like a lot of first rounders and stuff. And then, yeah, like you said, not going last year was tough. But like now looking back at it, like I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been like as good or like as motivated. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like obviously I may still be like crazy motivated, but like that kind of just added fuel to the fire last year. And, I, and now I think I'm a way better player because of that happening. So like we said, everything happens for a reason. Like everyone has a different path as we've seen on this podcast, guys take different routes to get to places. And this is just mine a little bit off, but uh, one year behind, but uh, Hey, I'm good. and honestly, you know what I was thinking, man? Like a lot of guys didn't even get to go to camp or anything because of COVID and stuff. So I feel like I'm pretty much in the same boat as most O2s right now. So yeah, you didn't miss out um, on anything. You wouldn't have been able to go to camp or anything like that. And it, you touch on like, you know, dealing with that adversity, making you a better player and all that stuff. And you've been dealing with the adversity a lot of your life. And I don't even know your like child life, but at least in your junior hockey career, in your first year, you're up and down, you're traded in your second year, you're going through stuff like that, not playing as a high OHL pick. And you've kind of had that mindset um, of battling things. And I'm curious, and I know that the listeners are going to want to hear it too. Like, how do you frame your mind when you're going through these like really hard things to stay positive and be like, this is how it's going to make me better. Cause anyone can say, Oh yeah, you just like use it and become better. But like how, how, what goes through your mind? Yeah, man, it's, it's different. Like for me, like I like to see things in person and like, remember like how it feels. Right. So after not being picked last year, especially in like being like up and down, like you said, going in a trade, maybe not playing the minutes I want, like, those are the times when you get that smallest bit of opportunity, you have to take full advantage of it. And you have to prepare yourself mentally because you know, no matter how hard, how hard things are, there's always going to be a time in life where you will get that opportunity. And it has to be then that you jump on it and you take full advantage. So I'm preparing myself for OHL games. I'm preparing myself for an NHL camp. I'm preparing myself to get drafted, whatever it may be. But as soon as that moment happens, you have to grab it and take it and run with it. And that's kind of what I did. Like, I mean, I had a reminder in my phone, just a personal message that I would see every day that reminded me of not being drafted last year. So every day I woke up and I was a little bit tired and I didn't want to go into the gym or something. I would see this and I, it would, it would just put it in my head. Like, Hey, you have to prove 31 teams wrong now. So then that was kind of how it went for me. And it was just like making me feel like you have to almost put yourself down. Like I would just like get like all over myself just to force myself to get the best out of me. You know, like I would like, yeah, like I said, just give myself the reminder of that terrible feeling. So I never let it happen again. That's kind of how I use it. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And so with that terrible feeling, I'm also curious because you kind of, I don't know if you're downplaying it, but on the draft, you're saying how you weren't, you try not to think about it. You were distracted with your brother saying, obviously, but what was your true feeling like on that Saturday where you, you, you must've been nervous and feeling something. I'll t- I will be completely honest here. So <clears throat> when I got to, I didn't talk to as many teams like last year, like, as you know, I talked to like 27, 28 teams last year and then don't go. And then this year I only talked to like seven, only talked to like seven or eight, not, a super actually maybe a few more but not not as many as last year by any stretch of the imagination and so when i'm talking to these guys it's like okay like they're obviously pretty interested and i had a great talk with san jose and it was me doug wilson jr who actually like makes all the picks like he's right there announcing them and stuff like that so like when i saw that in last year's draft like i know like he's like a really big influence on what's going to happen in this draft and and then two scouts who were obviously in my corner pushing for me all the way so after that like when I went on that call I'm like wow like I need to really make sure I make a good impression here really make sure they know that they should have to take me this year and and we had a great talk and Doug Wilson Jr. he said to me like listen you should have been a draft pick last year um we made a mistake on you and stuff like that so then I'm getting the feeling like I'm like hey like obviously they're pretty interested and uh I felt really good about them. And then I felt really good about one other team and I'm not going to say who it is, whatever, but, um, and I kind of thought it could have been in the fourth, maybe like 
five to seven range though too like you never know what the draft as i found out last year so back to the nervous part so um not nervous all day we're just driving i'm watching movies whatever hanging out in the car um texting a few friends doing whatever and uh then so when i'm driving like and then we park at that bookstore i actually took a look at the draft for the first time in a bit and um i saw san jose coming up and I knew that there was a chance that they were going to take me. And then the actual, the team that I liked was right in that ballpark too, or that liked me. So I'm like, okay, this could be it. And then that's when my stomach started to turn. Like I hadn't thought about it all day. And then as soon as I saw their name on the clock, then it started to turn. And I'm like, wow, like this, I don't want this feeling for the rest of the day. If I don't get picked, I'm putting the phone away. So I don't have to deal with this. And then sure enough, I didn't have to feel it for too long. It was 30 seconds of being nervous out of the whole day. Wow. I wish it was, it was that easy for me, man. I was freaking out. Um, so what, how did, uh, like, what did you guys do that night? You obviously having like a family party and stuff like that. Like, how was that night for you? Yeah, bro. It was actually funny. The fact that you were at a baseball game. So we were in West Virginia. There's not much to do. Like I'm just with my family and stuff. So we went over to B-dubs, um, celebrated a little bit there, just the four of us. And then we went to a, like a minor league baseball game in West Virginia because there was nothing else to do. I mean, I don't have anybody to hang out with here. So I'm just like, ah, we might as well take cheap tickets. It's always fun to go to a ball game. And uh, we did that and, and then went to bed pretty early because I'm like, you know what? Like, let's get on the road tomorrow. We got seven hours. I want to get home. I want to see everybody. So we got up at like 6.30, left at 7, came home at 1. And then I went to my family's restaurant and had a little party with uh, family and friends. And then uh, some some of the people came back to my house after. So it was, it was just nice to get back to, to see everybody. So I was super excited about that. Did you did you get the voicemail I left you? Have you checked your voicemail? No, man. I got like 20 to go through. I, I haven't, but should I? Is it, it funny? Check it. Yeah, check it right now. Play it on the pod. Next message. erase this message <laughs> grass kept it short and sweet there that's awesome man you sound so you sound more pumped than i was that fires me up i love that man <laughs> <laughs> i was going crazy dude that was so funny I, yeah i was wondering if you saw it or not because you didn't text me about it so i was like maybe he hasn't even opened it <laughs> yeah bro i haven't like i it was so hard for me like i, I got we i was getting back to you but like there's people like i didn't even get back till to like the day after i felt bad but like uh, I'll I'll just say thank you to everyone. Uh, if I didn't get back to you, um, I did not mean to, or I missed it or something. But yeah, thank you to everybody who reached out. Yeah, and then there was even like, if you saw the showbound DMs, a couple of people messaged like the week or a few days before the draft, saying like, his cards going to get drafted, his cards going to get drafted. I don't know if you know, I left them all unopened. I didn't touch them. I was waiting, and then after you got drafted, I responded to all of them, just saying yes. <laughs> just say yeah. He was going for sure. Um, okay. So we asked for some fan questions for you. So let's get into a couple of these ones. And funny enough, your buddy JT, Jack Thompson asked for stick specs. But then if you look, there was like 10 other people that also said stick specs. So tell us about your stick specs. And someone said tape job. So stick specs and tape job. All right. So stick specs. Uh, I use a P90 curve, 75 flex, just regular shaft, no special grip. I use a true project X stick with a catalyst wrap on it just got it actually yesterday um so they're new i use them in sweden but they're the, the new model and stuff so i'm super pumped about those uh so yeah that's my specs all right uh will the podcast continue when you make the nhl when i make the nhl that's a little presumptuous but um if if and uh hopefully do make the nhl one day absolutely i mean Rask, I got to thank this guy so much. He does all the hard work for this podcast. Um, so he makes it really easy on me, especially when I went to Sweden. Like, I'm always busy, and Rask is so busy himself doing everything, but he puts everything into this podcast, so I got to appreciate him for that. So it's going to be no problem keeping this podcast going as long as Rask doesn't get too upset about all this hard work he's put. <laughs> Let's go. And um, what's cool is, like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to say when, but I mean, like, I do want to say when you make the NHL, um, it'll only get bigger. Like you'll, yeah. you'll have the, 
your team behind you on the social media side, you'll have way more personal fans of you. Um, so, I mean, the bigger it gets, the more fun it is kind of. And uh, so it's, we're only going up, man. That's the way I see it. Yeah, absolutely. And yo, we already got like, we're already getting tweets from San Jose online eh, to the showbound account. Oh yeah. I've been seeing, I've been liking everything that has to do with showbound. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Can we tell the, the listeners too? just as an impulse buy randomly, I bought a showbound custom license plate for Ontario. <laughs> I, yeah, I bought a dirty. custom license that says showbound. So if you see someone riding around in that, come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a honk. Cause you know, it's Rask. Yeah. Um, Someone said, how's your tan game? You got to be ready to live in Cali. I don't tan amazing, to be honest with you. Um, I always, I like, I have a golfer's tan a lot too, but I can get it going. It just takes some time, a little tanning oil, you know, got to get the sunscreen in there too, to avoid the burn, but I'll get it down to a science before, uh, before I'm living down there, hopefully full time at some point, I'll, I'll make sure I know how to tan well. One person asked, did you get any like, cool calls or texts from anyone notable yeah uh i talked to logan couture on the phone yesterday uh so it was, it was pretty funny i was on the phone with my buddy and then uh i'm like oh san jose's number is calling so i better let you go here and i pick up the phone i'm like hello just like expecting it to be like maybe like a travel agent or something to situate camp and um he goes hey what's up i'm like what he goes, yeah, it's, it's Logan Couture from the San Jose Sharks. I'm like, oh, oh, how are you? Like, <laughs> this is a little bit different. So that was pretty cool to get a phone call from him. Obviously a big leader on the team and stuff. So doing his part and uh, making me feel welcome. So that was pretty, pretty special. That is that is pretty sick. Yeah, I, I was thinking it might be like some scrub. But <laughs> that, Logan Couture is no scrub. Um, someone asked, what's the first thing you're buying me when you sign your ELC? And I swear someone asked that. It wasn't just me um wow you know what i'm if i ever do sign i would probably buy or ask a personal assistant just so he doesn't have to deal with all this editing and everything i might buy him something just to like i said alleviate his time a little bit give him a little bit of downtime yeah well i'll have them write my exams for me and stuff i'll stay focused on the pod they can do the school stuff yeah for sure (laughs) um and then what like what would you buy for yourself with a signing bonus oh I don't want to get ahead of myself or anything, but if if I was lucky enough to sign one day, and hopefully that does happen down the road, um, I'm I'm not a huge spender. Like I have like some nice things. I take care of my nice things, and they last. A lot of guys say golf clubs, as we've heard on here. Yeah. As we everyone knows, I got good enough golf clubs and stuff. Maybe just like. I honestly don't know, man. I think I would just put it a lot. I might buy some like crypto, put a lot in the bank, get the interest rolling. Like, I honestly don't know. There, there's not something in specific that I want enough to be like, okay, hey, I'm buying that. Maybe just some new rims for my Jeep or something. So that's the, the wise answer that we, we love to hear on the pod. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you into some good long-term growth stocks and we'll, we'll build that so that when you retire, you're, you're just chilling in the with your private jet and your 10 houses on the water and you're fine. <laughs> What's your go-to golf snack? Ooh, well, bar nuts. Uh, Rask had a few bar nuts at, at the course. So at Oshawa golf club, they give us like a little pack of bar nuts. You just go say, Hey, can I get them in there free? So can't go wrong with free food. So I just go and get like seven of those when I play and I walk around and just crush them. <laughs> um, someone said, What's your hair routine? As like it's not as crazy as some may think. I'm pretty simple guy. I'm not a hair dryer guy. Um, it's get in the shower, get a little shampoo in there, condition, and then get the hot water on there. Hop out, just dry it with my hands, comb it back, dry it again with my hands, and then comb it back. Throw a hat on normally for a bit, and then normally wear a hat pretty much everywhere so it it doesn't matter too much but if i'm taking one off then i'll still wear the hat to mold the form okay there you go there we go listeners uh last fan question how's the garden the garden amazing as always you know just sick growth out of the garden and i actually have Kubota's gonna come and do like a little feature on my garden eventually so i gotta make sure it's flourishing for them 
Are you, are you going to be getting like chirped on the ice, like people talking about your mitts for growing plants or something like that? Well, I mean, if they chirp me, I'm just, I'm doing a good thing. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, what, what, what is it called? Um, not supporting. I'm growing. I guess I could say like I'm growing the gardening game. I'm just encouraging people to go out and garden and it's super <laughs> simple. So I, I'm doing a great thing for the world. So uh, someone's you're gonna miss a shot. Someone's gonna be like, get your hands out of the dirt and focus on the ice, and you're gonna be like, I'm growing gardening for the world. Please, like. <laughs> hey, you don't want to pay for groceries? I, I have gardens. Like, <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we'll take it into the rest of the draft. We we got some other some other notable players other than Ethan Cardwell to talk about. But before we do, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUT. This is outrageous. I haven't even read this one yet. Um... Are you ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance bo- boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First scheduled for liftoff, new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth generation trimmer also features, where did it, where was it? Wait, this fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Toner to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Abort hairy balls and buzz light ear that woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you it's crazy i mean so it's someone's job to like write that stuff <laughs> that's impressive whoever can write that like i don't even know who thinks of this stuff i like the uranus stuff too like that's a good spin and the yeah. fact that you read that in one take is actually legit because i was dying here i just buried my head Dude. Like, i i can't <laughs> deal with that if i tried to read that bro we'd be here all day I made the mistake too of looking up at you for your reaction. And of course you're laughing and that's usually what, what sends me and I start laughing, but I actually, I kept it together. Um, and uh, just quick shout out to Manscaped because they don't get mad if you like butcher the ad and stuff. Like if I'm laughing, they, they actually like it. So it, they're pretty easy going with that stuff. So I don't mind. It takes the pressure off me. Um, we can talk about the rest of the draft. So Owen Power goes number one. Any thoughts on that? No, pretty consensus. Yeah. Um, Pretty pretty obvious pick. And then our boy, Brant Clark from Barry, we mentioned him earlier, goes eighth overall to L.A. So we'll get him on again soon to talk yeah, about it. I think so. I, I like that. Maybe, you know what, actually, we should maybe we'll wait until we go back to Barry and then we could do like an in-person. You could come down to Barry too. We can do it like at the rink or something. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, well, actually, we will do that. Um, we'll definitely do that. And then uh, – Interesting one. Montreal took Logan Mayu, which I think is how you pronounce that, from the London Knights. 31st, who he renounced himself from the draft like a week before the draft, basically saying, nobody take me. Um, he's had some legal troubles. We don't need to get into it like that. But um, we don't even need to comment on it other than that Montreal is taking a lot of heat for this pick. 
we both kind of don't want to like give any opinions or anything, but we're just going to state it. And it's, it's an, it's been an interesting pick, at least from the public eye a lot, like a lot of people are upset with Montreal at it. Um, is there, well, I know there's some other things we want to talk about from the draft perspective, just about you now being a drafted player. And we have a lot of like the majority of our listeners, I think are young hockey players. So do you have any, just maybe anything you want to say to people like that, looking up to you now, um, tons of them were sending in congrats messages in the DMS and all that stuff. So anything you want to kind of address to them? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool just to know that we have such like a big following of young hockey players. And obviously like, I didn't like, we didn't have these fans like me specific as a player and like you as a person, like we didn't have these fans before the podcast and just to see how much they care and how much they like rally around showbound is like, it's unreal. And, um, I just want to say thank you to all them first, but <clears throat> Another thing is like for all these young players, like if you look at me, for example, like I wasn't drafted in my first draft and, and then here I am today. Now the, the year after, and eventually am getting picked, like just trust your own process, just buy into what you're doing, believe in yourself more than anything. I think believing in yourself can separate you from being good and being great and making it to the next level. Because if you get down on yourself, you don't believe in yourself. You don't have that fire inside you. You're not going to succeed in anything in life, really, I believe. So really just believe in yourself every time you go into that ring. Just know that you're the best player out there and be the best version of yourself. And then good things are going to happen to you. And then if you want to come on the Showbound podcast, more good things will happen to you probably. (laughs) Exactly. Good things come to those on the podcast. So um, a lot other than the draft. I mean, we'll get into the expansion draft too. But before we do, I want to talk about some trades in the NHL recently and a really big one coming coming down the wire uh, earlier today as we recorded, which is uh, Tuesday, the Marc-Andre Fleury trade, which first of all, his agent Alan Walsh tweeted that Fleury hasn't heard from Vegas or anyone about the trade. He's only seen it on Twitter, which is ridiculous that if he did get traded, like they say he did, no one told him. Um, but the trade, originally it was reported that it was Marc-Andre Fleury to Chicago for no return, but now they're saying it's for prospect. Mikhail Hakarainen and it clears seven million of cap space for Vegas. Fleury's saying, or people are saying, he hasn't really said anything that he may retire. Alan Walsh's agent said he's taking the time to seriously consider his hockey future. Um, just you know, you're a Fleury fan, Pittsburgh fan, and you you saw Fleury win cups there. So what do you uh, think about this trade, dude? Did he not win the Vesna this year? Yeah. Okay. How off? I don't. There's no way it's ever happened that the Vesna winning goalie gets traded for no return. Or and, just packs it in and just says I'm retiring after the Vesna. I'm at the I'm at the best I've ever been. Yep. I'm the best goalie in the NHL, but sure, I'll retire. No, it's it's, I, it's, it's he's, insane. He's getting and the way Vegas is handling this, like you have to treat even if he's not your player anymore, you treat your players with respect, especially a Vesna goalie. You yeah, can't the, let that happen. Like the guy that carried you guys to where you went this year. Like it's been, there's been a lot of stuff that's went down in Vegas between him and Vegas that have been a little bit, little bit off for sure. Like the whole Instagram post a few years ago with the backstabbing and everything like that. It hasn't been as smooth as everyone thinks in Flurry and Vegas. Like I, I don't think he has a great relationship with them. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And but he loves it there, and his family loves it there, which is why. He's considering retiring. He doesn't want to have to move his family again. And you know what? What was weird after this playoff run, although obviously they did end up losing, he carried them when they weren't really scoring. And it seemed like maybe the relationship was better. He was They gave him like the solidified number one spot. He was good all year. Obviously, Vesna. I just don't understand. No one could have seen this coming, I don't think. No, I didn't. I didn't see Fleury getting traded. So, like, what is it, Leonard? Now, like, they're going with Leonard. Leonard's gonna have to be the guy. And then, um, Chicago. If you're Chicago right now, I think. This, I mean, this is obviously me guessing. I think Fleury plays for Chicago, man. Yeah, I could see that for sure, and I think Chicago has a squad now. Like Taves is coming back. The Brinkett's really good at hockey, as we know. Oh, yeah. Kaner somehow won an SB, like, a little bit off or whatever. <laughs> but he's still sick. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, he's still, like, considered the best this year. Yeah. Um, 
even though it was a little controversial as well, but like they they are legit. If they have that, like they put Flurry in there, he has another Vesna season. I wouldn't call them a Stanley Cup contender, but I definitely give them a run in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, man. You look at that core and, and a healthy Kirby Doc, who's kind of just maybe entering his prime and his best years are ahead of him. Like, um, yeah. it's it, it's interesting, man. And, and I think Chicago has a great chance to to get him because of all the places to play, like Chicago is an amazing place if you're, you know, an amazing NHL market. So it's an interesting one. Um, any final thoughts on the Flurry one before we move into a couple other trades? A little weird that it's only for that. I understand clearing cap space and everything, but you can get more than that for a best net goalie. So yep. I don't know what's going on. We'll get the full details. The full details will be out by the time this is aired. So we just sound like idiots a bit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll go to the next one. Um, Nolan Patrick to Vegas, Cody Glass to Nashville. They kind of, there was like a three-way trade, but that's the main kind of piece of the trade. Cody Glass and Nolan Patrick were both highly touted picks. They kind of haven't, hand out yet to where they were expected to be. I mean, Nolan Patrick was for his draft year, like the projected number one until like the day of the draft when he went second, still obviously extremely high pick, but he was injured last season, maybe a fresh start for each of them. What do you think about that? Yeah. Like you said, he's been battling injury. He has all the tools. Like you see it, like you can see it in this game. Like he's there, like he's a, he's a sick player. Um, and glass. Yeah. He's another guy. He's still younger though. He's what, two years younger than Patrick or maybe one late birthday or something. I don't know. Yeah. I but, think, I think one year, but they're both excellent players. I think for Vegas, that's a good pickup. I think Patrick needed the change of scenery for sure. Um, yeah. and I think that'll help him and glass. I think he's just kind of playing too far down the lineup for himself to be able to flourish. So I think if he goes to Nashville and they give him an increased role, he can definitely come into his own. Yeah, no, I agree. Cody glass is good. I remember like he was a over a hundred point guy in junior and you can't put a guy like that on the fourth line. You just, no. you, gotta, you gotta let him play. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting one, man. And Detroit just, in my opinion, absolutely rinsed Carolina on this trade. Alex Novdelkovich. To Detroit for Jonathan Bernier in a third round pick. Like this is a guy who was dominant when he played for Carolina, and uh, he was with the Ice Dogs in junior, where I was at the time working for them. So I, I got to know him a bit. Great, great guy. But he came in in this season in the NHL and was unbelievable. So I mean, I think Detroit just absolutely rinsed Carolina with that one. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. When I saw that, I didn't even know. I just. Cause like I said, like I've been staying off my phone, just kind of like avoiding like all the social media hype about the draft and everything going in. So like, I hadn't seen like the details on any of these. Like I just see the big names going and stuff, but I haven't actually read into it. That's crazy. I feel, yeah, I definitely agree with you there in the fact that I think Detroit won that trade. And I think the Delkovich is going to be a sick goalie in the NHL. Yeah. He's only like, he's, he's either 25 or younger. Like he's still a kid for a goalie. Yeah. He's Um, He's got a lot of good years ahead of him. So the Flyers balked up their their D-line big time with Rasmus Ristolainen coming from Buffalo and Ryan Ellis from Nashville. So two big name D coming over to the Flyers. Um, and, you know, with hopefully our boy Tyson Forster making the lineup soon too, then they're going to be they're gonna be looking sick. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, and they got Atkinson. Like, that was a weird trade. I don't know if you had that written down. Yeah, I, I did. You, you Four check for Atkinson, by the way, to Columbus. Straight so up. They're just swapping vets. I think Atkinson, like, they're different players. Like, Voracek's sick. Like, he's more of a skill guy. Like, Atkinson's more like a veteran kind of leader guy. He doesn't have as much skill of his Voracek, in my opinion. But I think the Flyers did well getting those 2D. Ristolainen's obviously a good player. And then Ellis is real smart, even though he's a smaller defenseman. I'm, I'm a little confused at, like, the direction that Columbus is going in. And uh, where I, I must have had this written down. Yeah, Seth Jones goes to chicago um oh we were just talking about chicago they have seth jones now yeah so i mean for one so yeah so we can touch on chicago that's a huge massive piece like chicago's actually making a run now yeah um but then what's like columbus is just getting rid of everybody man seth jones is like one of the best defensemen in the nhl they get out adam bokovis back and some you know he's a young good but good player but What's Columbus doing, man? What do you think? You, like, just lose, you lose everybody in one year is, is what they just did. Yeah, I played against Bolquist. He's sick, but 
I don't know if he's Seth Jones sick. Like Seth Jones, I think he was up for the Norris two years ago or the year before. Every he year logs, he's like in that conversation. Yeah, he logs unreal minutes. He's there with his brother now in Chicago, but like we said, like yeah, Chicago's kind of a wagon low key of flourishing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't even understand. I don't know, man. Like they get Voracek in return though. Like he's pretty nasty. Like I, I don't really understand that trade, dude. I feel like both players might have been unhappy and needed something new, and that's the only reason that it happened. Because I just don't see that happening just out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting. And and last kind of big trade we'll get to. There was a bunch of smaller ones and picks being swapped and stuff. But Arizona sent over Oliver Ekman, Larson, and Connor Garland to Vancouver for Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, a first rounder, and a seventh rounder. So I mean, just Oliver Ekman, Larson alone is like massive name D going to be an unbelievable player for Vancouver and Connor Garland, another good player. So Vancouver kind of beefed up with those guys. They get rid of some, some player. I, I honestly think Antoine Roussel has more value in this trade than maybe people give him credit for. Cause he's like that rat out there that everyone just hates playing against and in the playoffs in the bubble. Like you hear about him just being an, a pest and like people were not looking forward to playing against him. So I, I love a guy like that. I know you do too. You love the jam. So, but to get a guy like Oliver Ackman Larson, that's an awesome trade for Vancouver. Yeah, they did well with that, I think. And and you got to give Arizona credit. They needed that first-round pick. They picked a great player in Gunther, like we talked about the draft a little bit, but they make that pick. And um, But, yeah, no, like I think both teams did good things in that draft. I think Arizona's in a rebuild, so to swap out Ekman-Larsen, get their first-round pick, and have a guy that they're going to develop, so they win there. And then, like you said, like Vancouver – Ekman Larson's a sick defender and a great leader, obviously. So I think he'll be huge for that organization building. All right. We got to talk about the expansion draft, Seattle Kraken. I've kind of been saying all year that they were going to be the ones who picked you in the draft. Um, it would have been sick. Also, just like for those who don't know, if you get drafted by Seattle, you have like a highly, highly increased chance of being signed just because they need to fill roster spots. So um, it's kind of an advantage pretty it's pretty cool but obviously san jose is a sick place to go to and you get to live <laughs> live in the heat all year but yeah some big names they got to take like mark giordano jordan eberle yanni gord um, yeah they're looking i mean a lot of people are saying they don't look good but one thing to remember is they're not coming in trying to win the cup this year like vegas obviously went to the cup i don't even know if they were trying to but seattle's not like hey we got to go make a run this year they're thinking we're a new team Let's not spend to the cap on this draft. And then over the next couple of years, we're going to build. I, I think people are just getting excited at the chance that a new team can come and win, but really like they're not aiming to win this year. But what do you think about the draft overall? Yeah, I don't think they can win. Not with the team. Like they have good pieces, but I like them saving money. Like the, it allows them to go out there in free agency, hopefully, and be able to pick up a few guys over the next few years and, and build around their draft and, they get a great player at number two who's probably going to play next year. Um, so he's going he's gonna to be on a league men or entry level. So that saves money for now. And then, and then you can kind of work those things out. You get your prospects in their next year's draft pick that'll probably play because I don't think they're going to be up in the standings. They're going to have another high pick probably. I and mean, you never know. They start trading and they start getting more first rounders. And actually shout out to my buddy Ryan Winterton who went to third round to Seattle too. So that'll be awesome for him. And like you mentioned, a great opportunity to sign there, but no, I, I like what they did. Yanni Gord, a great player. Um, Everly, obviously he's, he's not as good as he once was, I don't think, but he's right there. Mark Giordano, another guy who's just unreal and just a captain. He'll be the first captain to crack in organization too. So I, I like where they're at. They went at a different approach than a lot of people expected them to. But I think, like you mentioned, it's not because they're ready to win now. They want the five-year plan to give themselves a chance. Because you go right after it now, you spend everything. You don't know what you're getting. Like, at least if they have that cap space, they can really understand and have control of what they want to do with their team for the next few years, not this year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're building for the, the next three to five years, and they have a great core group. So, And, and we got to mention their goalie, Chris Dreger, and actually – we, we should also mention the Carey Price situation. People were like, you know, he was available. Are they going to take him? And um, my, my thing that I was kind of saying, Mark Bergevin and the Montreal Canadiens are not leaving Carey Price unprotected if they're not 100% sure that he's safe. 
they've had those conversations with Seattle hundred percent. They would not risk Carey Price in this draft if they didn't know. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. So people, but, and that's a $10 million player. And you talk about them building for the long term. is Carey Price going to be worth it in five years when they're making those runs? I, I honestly, as much as I respect Carey Price, I don't think he's going to be where he's at now in five years and making $10 million. It's just, just a lot. So no, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of the draft, man. I think they did a really good job. I like it. And they passed up on other guys like Tarasenko because they want to keep that money and they don't know he's been injury prone. Like things have happened. Like you never know. So they're just, I think they played it safer. The other people wanted them to roll the dice and pick up some players, some huge splashes. I think they went the safe route and it's a route that builds for the future, like you said. And you know what's interesting? I think they have 30 million in cap space. There's two massive free agents on the market right now in Gabriel Landeskog. They have 30 mil? 30 million to spend. And Gabriel Landeskog is unsigned and Dougie Hamilton is unsigned. Imagine, and I I don't think, they they might get Dougie Hamilton. I don't think they're going to get Landeskog. I think he's back in Colorado, but they can now even overpay to secure one of those massive guys. They can. And and that we'll see, man. That's like maybe something that they're thinking of. Yeah, for sure. And it just popped up on my phone. Washington keeps uh, Ovechkin. He just signed a uh, five-year, $47.5 million deal. So Ovechkin's here to stay in Washington for another five years at least, and that might bring him to the end of his career. That's an average annual value of 9.5 mil. So that's actually for Ovechkin under 10 mil. Like you, you think about, you know, guys like Tavares, guys like Marner, Matthews, they're making over 10 and Ovechkin's just a proven goal scorer, man. So I think that's a great contract. And obviously you want to lock a guy like him up. We can move on. We'll talk about the golf video. A lot of fan questions, a lot of excitement. Uh, we, we can't give anything away obviously right now cards because of, we want everyone to see it, but it, it's going to come out this week. We've been saying that for a few weeks, but it's actually done now. And um, I, I need to mention my, my play. Like I have to just get out of this ahead of, ahead of it. And I played horribly for everyone, like beyond horrible. I almost couldn't even hit a shot. Like almost every single shot was bad, which is crazy. And I golfed yesterday um, and I shot a 97, which is fine. I like, I was bogey or double bogey. Like every shot was at least like going. Yeah. I just, I mostly my putting, I think was the worst part in this golf video that you guys will see. But I want to, I want to just explain, first of all, I've never putted on greens like that in my life. And I was so nervous. And uh, secondly, I wasn't focused on my golf game. I'm focused. I was directing the shoot, not only just playing. I was focused on like telling the cameras what to do, telling the audio guy what to do, making sure like Perfetti and Tippett are talking to the cameras. And the weather, I was nervous about the weather because it was coming in and I didn't know if we were going to be able to do it. And I was just, there was so much on my mind. I just think I couldn't play. And it was just a horrible, horrible showing. But I mean, cards, like you didn't play great either, man. No, by no stretch of the imagination. I played terrible. Um, But dude, my game is like, because I don't play a lot anymore. I like, I'll either be like, like 77, 78, or I'll be like 68. Like it, it could be either way. So it's weird. Which but it's like, still sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, and, and hey, for just because the listeners probably think we lost since I just said that you're, uh, you played horrible, horrible for you. Or whatever, yeah. Like, and I which mean, is still sick. Like I would die to play like that, by the way. So when, when I say he played badly, he played badly by his standards. He still played well. Like I, I actually made some decent pots for us. Um, oh, you were, you were huge in tight. It was yeah. off the tee. We struggled a lot. Off the tee, yeah, we did struggle. I didn't hit it. I didn't hit it nearly as good, and that's my problem. Sometimes I I'm bad off the tee, and that's the killer for me. And it was weird, like, dude, some of the places I was hitting from, and I mentioned it quite a bit in the video. Rask put me in some spots I've never even seen on this golf course, and I've been a member for eight years. So you guys will you guys will get a kick out of it. I think it was really good content in terms of some good laughs and stuff and definitely want to say thanks to flight for making it happen. Yeah. Shout out flight golf for unbelievable support. Um, golfflight.com flight is spelled F L Y T E and use the code showbound for 15% off. Uh, and they have just unreal stuff. You'll see it in the video. I was rocking it out yesterday, golfing. And, um, I encourage everyone to buy it because they have 
the sickest stuff in the game and it is literally not expensive and it feels like you're wearing a $200 Nike shirt. So check it out. Golflight.com showbound promo code 15% off. Now I uh, will touch on quickly just sharks dev camp. You, you did mention it earlier with the travel plans and stuff like that. When, when's dev camp going to be, do you know yet? Uh, yeah, it's on August 15th to the 21st. So I'll go down there for six, seven days and I don't know what it's going to be yet. Having got the itinerary or anything, but basically they said, yeah, we got your flight. And I'm like, Oh, well, well I just got drafted seven minutes ago. That's pretty crazy. You got me a flight already, but um, now I'm super pumped about it. Um, looking forward to getting the first taste of NHL. I mean, the big dogs won't be there until main camp, but just to get down to San Jose, become familiar with the area. I think it'll alleviate nerves when you have to go and play against the high end guys when they're there and just be able to see the rank and, meet the staff and meet the fans. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So that's when it is. And I'll probably be doing a podcast live from, from my hotel room in San Jose. Oh yeah. So I, I have like two follow-up questions about that. Um, first one, is there a rookie tournament this year? See, I haven't got all these details yet. I, I know teams are running rookie tournaments. I don't know if San Jose does that or if that's something they do. I know we're one of the only teams that's actually running a development camp during the summer. I know some teams are doing online and others are just like, see at main camp so we'll yeah. see if we we'll see if they bring back the prospects to main camp or like you know how they do like the rookie camps before like we'll see like maybe this is it like i don't know so okay we'll, we'll, we'll get a feel i'll know more probably when i get to dev camp or like before anyway but uh, yeah we're on that so far okay second question do you know if there's fans allowed at like the practices like stuff like that or whatever it is for the dev camp i i'd say so honestly because I feel like there's enough vaccinated people and stuff like that. Like in the States, I know, like I was just in the States, like not many restrictions there. So I feel like, I feel like there will be, I don't yeah. know. You never know. I get, yeah. Like, I feel like if San Jose was having fans this year, then they, they should be able like, there's no reason. Yeah. Okay. Listen to this, man. This is so like hypothetical and probably not going to happen, but um, first of all, I have to buy myself a Cardwell San Jose Jersey to put on the background here which is going to be sick. And I, I have WestJet credits from like COVID when one of my flights got canceled, like $700 that I have to spend by February or else it's gone forever. And I'm wondering if like, I have all of August off from school, August 1st, to August 31st, I have no school. And uh, I just have like some Brock hockey work to do, but I can all do that remotely until main camp starts in September. I'm wondering if maybe I just spend my WestJet credits, go to San Jose and watch the dev camp, get myself a Cardwell jersey, get you to sign it there. And just like, I'm obviously not going to bug you, but just travel around, go to like San Francisco. And like, I wonder, like, I'm going to look into it. That's actually, that's not a brutal idea. Like if I was going to Winnipeg or something, maybe not. But (laughs) since it, since it is San Jose, like, it's not like you're just there to watch the hockey. You come see me like. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd come check out a scrimmage, but I'd travel and I I have to spend the money or else it goes away. Like, yeah, so. I mean, if you got to do it, you make – and that's a great spot to go vacation. You can go by the beach. You could even drive – I think LA is only like four hours if you have a rental car and stuff like that. And, yeah, I'm sure I probably got some downtime. So, I mean, it wouldn't be bad to have buddy hanging out with. And then, hey, how funny would it be if our first in-person podcast is in San Jose, it's, even though we live close – like, we're right here at home, and then we go to San Jose and do one? That would be insane, bro. Yeah, who knows? Hey, we got to coordinate that then. I'll, I'll look into it after this. Uh, a couple other things to touch on quickly. New coach and general manager of the Barry Colts, Marty Williamson. Uh, we've had Marty on the podcast. He's a very close friend of mine. I've been, he's been my mentor, honestly, for the last seven years of my life. He's taken me through like my entire hockey career. I've seen him coach, like I said, for the last seven years. I've been in the room with him during intermissions. He, he, like Heard his pregame speeches, traveled with him, done everything. This is an amazing signing, coach signing by Barry. Um, Obviously, like we know what he can do as a GM. He's been a GM in the OHL for like 12 years, but he's also, and he actually coached the Barry Colts, I think eight or nine years ago, maybe 10 years ago now. He coached there for six years already. So he knows Barry. He's familiar with the organization. And uh, I, I'm just really excited for, for this for him. And, and for those who don't know, he was with me at Brock University the last four years um, where we've been working closely. So man, this is this is sick. I think, and you know Marty a bit now. It's gonna be awesome for you guys for Barry. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, like when everyone who watched our previous episode with Marty on and knows he's a great guy, 
he's doing the right things to win. He loves his players, which is key too. So I've built a good relationship with Marty. I feel comfortable with him. And that's the main thing for me. Just, I just want all the boys to feel that way with him, And, uh, hopefully we can rally around him with him at the helm and be able to go for a run. And I definitely think it is a good signing for us. I mean, as great as Millsy Millsy was when, when things didn't work out, we needed to get another high end coach like Todd Miller. And sure enough, uh, we have that guy in Marty. So it's uh, it's exciting times in Barry now that we finally have a head coach announced. Yeah. And like you said, he fights for his players and he will do anything for his players. Like it is, it is pretty awesome to see. And for those who, haven't heard the episode with Marty Williamson. That's episode 26. I encourage you guys to check it out. And uh, it's, it's a good one. So moving on, I mean, we can kind of, we're close to wrapping up actually before we finish on the San Jose stuff. I'm just curious. Um, did you get your San Jose draft jersey or did you just buy that one? So what happened was my buddy actually had this hat. somewhere. Okay. And I'm only wearing it for the video. I'm not that guy. Um, if you think I'm that guy to be wearing my San Jose hat around, I'm not. So, uh, hey, yeah. I, I wouldn't take it off, dude. Like I might even, I want a Jersey and I didn't even get drafted. So I'm that guy. <laughs> it, it It's nice though. Like, man, I love the teal. It couldn't have been in better colors. And I got the blue eyes, the baby blues to go with it. So yeah. I mean, but, uh, no, my buddy hooked me up. Rorky, we had him on the pod, had the draft hats in around from last year, gave it to me. Kudos to him. Thank you very much. And my grandparents just bought the Jersey. Um, I mean, it wouldn't, we need Amazon same day delivery uh, to get that here from San Jose. That's what I was like racking my brain when I saw it on Snapchat. I was like, there's no way they got that thing to him that fast. I was just like shy. I was like, he must've like bought it or something. But um, I'm obviously it's in the mail now. I'd imagine like you're getting that thing soon. Yeah. Um, Either there or they just give it to us at dev camp because it's so soon. Yeah. And then I'm going to be, uh, you're going to have to get your headshot like sent to me and I'm going to put it in the, the corner on all our graphics and stuff. You know how I have your Colts jersey one? Yeah, we'll change it up. It'll have the little NHL show. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll get that going. Little San Jose jersey. Maybe I'll Photoshop something on me so I can have a jersey too. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> put, uh, put your uh, G-Show jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good-looking headshot, honestly, when I when I played for the Niagara Warriors. Anyway, um. Last kind of thing before we wrap it up, just the Olympics. Um, have you been watching the Olympics at all? You can say no. I haven't been watching it at all. If I'm being honest, I, if I'm being completely honest, I haven't followed it a lot. I'm not a huge like summer Olympics guy, uh, just because like I'm so busy during the days too, man. Like it's summer, I want to be outside. Like I don't really want to sit inside and like swatch all day or like whatever, whenever it's even on. But I'm sure, like, the golf, I'll definitely keep a really close eye on. It's like a major. Like, the Olympics is legit. I, I will start watching. I know it goes on for a while. So, we definitely have time, considering it's just kind of ramping up into into the, its prime now. But uh, I'm definitely rooting for Canada. So, yeah, okay, how about you? How about you? I, I haven't really. I'm like you. I don't really like the Summer Olympics that much. There's a few things I like. Oddly enough, I really like watching the diving. I just think it's so cool. They jump from so high up and they do like 30 flips by the time they're in the water and they land without a splash. Like it amazes me. Um, it is incredible. Yeah. I love that. I love that stuff. I'm not really that much of a summer Olympics. I obviously just, you know, anytime Canada's competing, I can, I could throw it on and cheer for Canada and have a good time. But funny enough, the night before the opening ceremonies, there was like a few events that just went before that, that started. And one of them was the rowing and I've never watched rowing in my life, but I was with all my buddies and we were just like having a couple of drinks in the backyard, having a good time, like catching up. And the rowing was on TV. And it, the way it works, there's like five of them go at a time and there's different heats. And we were just, it was, it wasn't the most entertaining thing, if I'm being honest. So we started throwing like loonies and toonies down. We would just pick a random country. They show them all at the beginning. I'd be like, I'm putting my, my toonie on like Italy. And then we would do it like on, he would put it on whatever the other one was. And we were just going crazy. But the second you put, even the two bucks on it, it got so exciting, man. And these races are like neck and neck. And when there's like a millisecond between whoever, whoever wins and loses, like it was pretty exciting. So I, I watched the rowing before it's the Olympics actually started and it was a thrill. That's intense. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with that being said, actually, I, I got know. one, I got one thing. Yeah. Since we became like Darren Dragger, who, if you want to hear him talk, we also had him on episode eight i think 
episode eight, Darren Drager. But since we were basically him today, breaking the trade news, breaking every single thing that we could have talked about, we might as well throw in that if you played 20 games in the AHL last year, oh yeah, you're underage, you're still eligible to play this year. So the OHL could lose about 10 or 12 of its top O2 players. And you know who immediately comes to mind for me? Tyson Forrester. Yeah. So a huge piece of the Barry puzzle, like you guys are shaping up for a run this year and that's a first round pick. You guys are, I'd say almost certainly losing. Yeah, probably. And I mean, it it is tough, but we're not the only team. Um, It's super unfortunate. Obviously we'd love to have Forey back and he's been such a huge part in like us building around him and the rest of the like 0201 crop kind of. So to lose him, but it just means everyone else has to step it up a little bit more. Rookies got to not play like rookies, play like vets. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll still be okay, but yeah, definitely a tough blow and just some kind of news that people might not know about. Yeah. And the second one that comes to mind, Cole Perfetti, uh, he could, he's one of those guys, like he may make the NHL, but if he's not, if he doesn't make it, he's back in the O and he's a guy who would terrorize the OHL this year. Um, it's safe to say he's gone. There's no way they send him back to the O. Yeah, Cole Perfetti will not be playing in the OHL next year, whether it's he's playing in the NHL or the AHL, definitely. He's graduated from the O. He had 111 points as a 17-year-old player. Like, what can you ask for? And then even, like, Byfield, I imagine he'll make it, but we said that last year, too. So Yeah, he's gone. There, uh, so it is, you're, you're right, like, a lot of teams are losing a lot of good players, but if you um, want me to like lit like Sabrango from Kitchener, um, Wisdom from Kingston, O'Rourke from the Sioux, who we had on, I'm just trying to think. There's a there's a bunch. Oh, Foodie from Windsor potentially. Yeah, there, there's a long list there's of guys. A lot. Yeah, look at that. Wow. No, so it's okay. it's not it's not just Barry. What a what an opportunity though for the young guys to kind of step in. Like, it'll it'll be interesting, man. Um, what do you think? Just lastly? Hamilton. Hamilton loses my sack. Yeah, he was. He's good, man. That guy's really good. Was he the one who did the, uh, um, the Michigan goal on Seelovs, or was that? Kaliev? That was Kaliev, I think. Okay, yeah. Are, were you were you on the ice for that? Like, were you or were you like playing on the Colts at that point? No. Okay, listen, listen. We were. Yeah, funny, quick story for the listeners, and we'll wrap it up. So, we were in Hamilton on the road and Arthur Kaliev does the Michigan goal like really nicely on, on our Barry goalie, Arthur Silov's like, it's a tough look when that, when that happens, it was a sick goal. But I remember in the room after when we were heading home, like we were going to eat somewhere after and uh, everyone was like, that's going to be like all over the highlight reels. Like silly, you're, you're in one dude. And we sit there in this restaurant and on the TV, obviously they're showing like the TSN plays of the night and on repeat is Kaliev like, doing this like michigan on sea loves and we're all sitting in there watching it everyone's like laughing at him <laughs> it was just a yeah sick goal a t- tough one to be a goalie when that happens and it's not even really the goalie's fault <laughs> yeah tough outing for already sorry bud yeah he's another guy no he didn't even play 20 games actually he could be back in the o he's in 01 doesn't matter um it's okay. only no, it's only o2s that i really forgot yeah because i forgot we also skipped a whole year of like yeah, I know. Like, you don't remember. And that's why, like, yeah, it's all ones are like gone anyway. So it doesn't. You're even fourth year vet of the league, Kyle. Yeah, leadership at its finest right there. <laughs> wow, dude. How, okay, last question, and then we'll wrap it up. How do you feel being an older guy, going to be a leader on this Barry Colts team heading into this year? How do you feel? I'm actually fired up about it, dude. Like, I know, like, I lived with Koski, as everyone knows. Like, I've talked about it many times. And he was a fourth year guy when I came in as a little rookie schmelt and he him and i had like a a good relationship and he kind of showed me the ropes and made me comfortable in the also i i just like want to be able to be that guy for like all the rookies in barry and like be able to be close with them and like make our group closer because when there's a divide between older guys and younger guys it doesn't work so i mean i want to make it one big group who just always wants to hang out together it's 16 year olds with 20 year olds everything like that so I'm excited for that opportunity and challenge to be that guy who kind of is working as a leader on the team. So yeah, no, I'm super pumped about that. Yeah. It's going to be cool. And you know, you can't win with a group that's not close. So it'll be, it'll be a good, we have a great group of guys in Barry. I said, I said, we like, I'm still there. <laughs> they, they have a great group of guys in Barry. Now, Cardi, for you coming on, 
We're going to send you an Axel watch. Oh, what a treat. Thank you. <laughs> For listeners, go to axelwatch.com, code AX underscore showbound for 15% off. And you'll be looking good like Hardy with his brand new Axel watch. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I had my Axel watch on at my draft party and I was looking dapper. So there you go. So if you want to get drafted to the show, rock an Axel watch and you're, you're halfway there. Um, cards, I'll uh, give it to you for the outro with the banana in your mouth. Yeah. I'm just chugging down a banana. I've been so busy. Got to, got to put on the weight now when I'm going to development camp. Um, but no, let me do my food quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, as the guest this week on the pod, I'd really just like to say thank you to the Showbound podcast for having me on. It really means a lot. Super cool to meet you guys. And like, it's like catch up about hockey and just really a light conversation. So really all the best to Showbound going forward. Really appreciate coming on this week. And I'll definitely be down to do it anytime sometime soon. If I, if I can find the time for you guys, but uh, no, and uh, yeah, thanks, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan, for coming on. Okay, so uh, yeah, no. With that being said, I just like to wrap it up. Everyone have an amazing week. I know uh, I had an awesome week. I'm super excited about it, and uh, and really want to just thank everyone for for all the congratulation messages and everything, and everybody supporting Showbound. Uh, and we're gonna take it to the moon, as we always keep saying. So stay tuned. Golf video this week. We're gonna pump it. Everyone, go watch us. Let us know what you think, even though we kind of stunk. But uh, have a great week, guys. Enjoy.